humble podcast. I know y'all expecting David, but David's out doing some boss shit today, so we hit the boy up. Today, we got Forrest Green, the man, the myth, the legend. Yes, sir. The, straight from the Bay, the golden boy. <laughs> Let the people know, man. Yeah. Let um, them know who you are. Yeah, Forrest Green, Instagram at number four EST Green, uh, Twitter at number four EST Green underscore. Um, rapper from the Bay Area. Got my start here in, in Humboldt, of course. But um, yeah, man, um, just been uh, doing my thing for about two, three years, something like that at this point. Um, if you like, uh, you know, any kind of stuff in that, like, abstract hip-hop lane, Earl Sweatshirt type shit, um, that's, uh, what, where my, my influences come from, so yeah, tap in. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so, let's just get kicked off right away, you know, tell me a little bit why, uh, where you're from. Uh-huh, you know yeah, I mean? so I grew up in, uh, in Richmond, California, which is about 15 minutes north of Oakland, um, some rough areas, but I was lucky to grow up in a pretty decent one over there. I was going to say, Oakland's a little tough out there. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I grew up, you know, in Richmond, went to high school in Oakland, um, so I was really, you know, kind of seeing a whole lot of uh, different stuff um, in, in terms of, like, culture and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I grew up playing soccer, too. Like, that was my thing okay. up until I was, like, 19, and um, <clears throat> through that... Just kind of, um, you know, met a whole lot of different kinds of people, and through soccer, actually, is where I found a lot of my music, just, you know, from, from like, my, my friends who I, I played with and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, man. So, I mean, so you say it's a little rough in some areas out yeah. there, and I, I feel like the Bay Area has, like, a distinct sound, you know, it's, like, real hyphy right. and shit, so yeah. how... Did you find that balance of like finding your own creativity mm-hmm. and not kind of like jumping on that? Like, you know, because yeah. it's easy to jump on like what everybody else is doing and kind of follow that same sound. Because you feel the bang, you yeah. know, like, you yeah. get hypey, yada, yada, and all that shit yeah. if you wanted to. But. Well, yeah, man, it was hard, honestly. Because, like, um, I've always been musically inclined, like, since I was, like, you know, really little. Like, I've always loved the music. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I uh, grew up with, you know, I didn't grow up on hip-hop. It just wasn't a thing to me, like, as a kid. Um, my dad played a lot of, like, um, like old-school jazz and, like, classic rock and stuff like that. Bob Dylan, stuff like that. And my mom, as well, was into, like... Um, like traditional Irish music and bluegrass and stuff oh, like that. Okay. Yeah, so like that's the kind of stuff that I was seeing. But like when I got to like middle school, high school, that's when I like, um, you know, started to discover hip hop on my own. And like my first real exposure to hip hop was uh, Odd Future. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't any kind of like Bay Area stuff. So my my first like exposure to hip hop was were these like angsty ass teenagers. Yeah, some wavy. Yeah, and. You know, through that, got more interested in, in rap music. Got into like what Drake and Lil Wayne were doing back then, uh, like 2011 uh, YMCMB shit. Oh, bro, yeah, Tommy, that was not a way. That was a bro. That was a time, <laughs> yeah. man. I, that I was quite the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a time for sure. Um, but yeah, as far, as far as like you know, finding my balance in like where I'm from as to what I want to do, 
you know, when I got to high school is like really when I started to like be like, I want to rap. Um, and I just didn't do it for so long. Like I was always like writing lyrics and, and bars and shit like that, but I just never did it because, you know, I was looking at all the stuff that people locally were making and stuff like that. Cause I went to school with dudes who rapped and stuff like that. And I just never felt like it was in a lane where I fit. And I felt like that's all anybody wanted to listen to in the Bay and shit like that was like, you know, those, uh, was like more hyphy upbeat type type of tracks mm -hmm. and that's just kind of not me yeah so anyway graduate high school um go to college for a couple years in santa rosa and um i end up just you know I, I play soccer for a year at the jc up there and i fall completely out of love with the game like just wasn't doing the same thing for me anymore because it started to feel more like a job which is, you know, what I always thought that I wanted before, but once I got a little taste of that, I was like, it was, it was kind of like an epiphany type of moment, super emotional because it was what I loved to do for so long, but I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. So I quit. And right after I did that with all that extra time I had, I was just listening to so much music and discovering so much shit and like really found like the, the kind of stuff I wanted to make. Like I said, through like artists, like Earl Sweatshirt, Alchemist, Mike, um, you know. Some heavy hitters. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I was just, like, looking at all this and, like, damn, like, I can actually, like, this is speaking to me. Like, this is resonating with me, and this is, like, something that I can, like, create if I really try. And, um, you know, that's where it all came from. And at that point, I wasn't even concerned with, like, fitting a mold in, in the bay or anything mm -hmm. like that. Like, I've said before that I don't necessarily want too much out of hip-hop other than, you know, just the joy it brings me, you know? Yeah. Like, I I went hard in, in the studio yesterday, made, like, ten tracks. Obviously, you yeah, were there, yeah. you know? That was, that was quite the <laughs> session. Yeah. I was going to say that right now. That was quite and, the session. Yeah. And, man, you know what? It fucking, it felt so good, bro. It was, like, it was, like, literally... It had been so long and it just kind of felt like I was just releasing a whole lot of shit that, that I needed to, to get off my chest. And, you know, I was listening to it back last night, all the stuff we made and Ben was just so just like, you know, I was blown away by, my, by myself, bro. And that's ultimately, you know, what I do this music for is that kind of like um, that feeling of of just uh joy that it brings when you when you make something sick like that yeah and it's like feels good when you like talk yourself every yeah. time you talk yeah. yourself yeah. like i was saying bro like i listen to your music bro and mm -hmm. I, I like it when i first heard it because there's just like all the, like you know i'm gonna be real hip-hop's been changing it's been morphing and uh you know like it should be but when i listen to your music when i came across your tapes like, it had that feel of when I used to download mixtapes back yeah. in the day, you know, like, I, you know, I'm a little right. older than you, so, like, when I record mixtapes, mm -hmm. download mixtapes, and, you know, the early Wiz Khalifas and, like, that shit, they gives yeah. them, like, currency, bro, like, the early course, currency, yeah. I'm my favorite rapper, bro, in the day, so I heard yeah. that tape, you know, you had a, they brought me a sticker, yeah. had your tape on it, I lifted it up, and, bro, I sat there, I listened to it, and I'm like, bro, this was giving me, like, I love this shit, you know? Like, this yeah. is the hip-hop that I love. This is hip-hop, hip-hop, you know? It's, it's, it's cool, it's fresh, it's young. And, but I gotta say, though, yesterday, uh -huh. you turned it up, bro. You turned it <laughs> yeah, up yesterday. It, man. Yeah. Just, this, 
I don't know if you want to speak on, you know, yeah. the project, let, you know, let them know a little something about yeah. it. Where, where was your headspace at, you know? Like, yeah, so... Because those songs are deep, bro. Yeah, man, I just, like, you know, as we're sitting here speaking today, February 15th, 2023, we're, you know, just a little bit over a month into the new year, and um, 2022 was fucking tough, bro, for me personally, just as an individual. Um I don't want to go into too much detail uh, as to what things were like here, but um, basically my biggest like obstacle over the year was just coming to terms with the fact that I'm not a fucking perfect person. I'm not, and I'm, and I'm a deeply like flawed individual. And I think with the music that I made yesterday and the music that I'm going to be putting on this tape that will eventually be coming out, um, is just me coming to terms with that and just me like acknowledging these things with an intention of of you know sort of being like okay yeah I'm I'm not perfect but that's not why I'm here I'm not here to be perfect I'm here to make mistakes learn grow which is a, a constant like theme in all my music growth mm -hmm. um and that's you know where we got the title for the tape which is a letter of intent Oh, so that's yeah, the tape. The tape is going to be called Letter of Intent. Um, I have three singles from it out right now. Mm -hmm. Clarity, Pulling Weeds, and Five Hour Drive. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I'm i going to be dropping all these songs pretty much individually as okay. opposed to the whole the whole project. So then you bunch it all up together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hell yeah, man. So, let's do, uh, you say you brought up... Uh, Five Hour Drive. Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs. Bro. Shout out to Dion Brown, man. Yeah. Give me, yeah. Break it down, bro. How, what was the process like of recording that one? So, just... yeah. I think that, you know, if it, it's that song is, it, I love that song too. It's a real kind of if you know, you know type of thing too for hip hop heads, I think, because like, um, I don't hide this necessarily but I don't really speak on it that much. That song is like very heavily influenced by One Way Flight by Benny the Butcher mm -hmm. and Freddie Gibbs. Mm -hmm. So I wrote my verses over that instrumental one day and was just really vibing with it and was just thinking, I, I want to make this into a song because it's speaking to me and stuff. Um, and basically what the song is, is it's that drive between Humboldt and the Bay. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a metaphor for like, uh, just, um, just like different different like stages in my life and like you know how far I go to feel something different or you know be in a different world and um and seeing different versions of myself as well yeah. type shit like every five hour type shit. yeah yeah so that, that's where the inspiration came from and then the the featured artist Dion Brown um he's a uh a, a singer from LA who lives in in the bay and um kind of like how you came across um my shit, I came across his, uh, one of my friends shared his, uh, his album and, um, and I, for, for whatever reason, I was just so like drawn to the cover art and I was like, I, I want, I want to check this out. Like my friends sharing this, you know, you know, up and coming artist, something about the, the cover art speaking to me <clears throat> and I went and listened to the tape and was just kind of blown away like bro is really on some like Frank Ocean type shit and some fresh blood too, yeah right? man yeah he's he's so dope bro like I've, I've seen like I haven't seen him live like in person but I've seen videos of his like shows and shit and like 
he really puts on a fucking show, like live band. So did did, did like you write the hook or did he write the hook? He wrote the hook and oh. a verse. So I, I reached out to him, not expecting to hear back. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, I just listened to your tape. I fucking like love what you're doing. Um, I have this song that I that I would love to get you on, and he was just he was with it. He was down. So eventually, we got together at um, at the Grill Recording Studios in Emeryville in the mm-hmm. Bay, which is like the studio in the yeah, Bay yeah, to yeah. go to, you know. That's and that's the spot. Right yeah. There. So we uh, he came through. Um, he he's like, what what does this song mean to you? As as I do my verse, and I explained him pretty much what I just explained to you. He was like, okay. And he just goes in the booth and, like, sings the shit. And I was just kind of out there, like, floored. Like, yeah. okay, I got a fucking hit here. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and then he comes out and he's like, it's cool if I if I rap a verse on the back end. I was like, bro, fuck yeah. Like, do it, run it. <laughs> do it up. <laughs> and um, he went in there, came up with, I think he came up with it on the spot. And when he said, um... The very final bar of the, of the verse, bro, I fucking jumped out my seat and, like, ran out. He said, uh, up and coming like I'm fucking in the elevator. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that shit was hard, man. That shit was hard. That is hard. So, shout out to Dion Brown, man. Thank you for working with me. Seriously. Oh, uh, yeah. Shouts out Dion, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's get uh, the tape previously before uh-huh. that. It was a joint tape with uh, uh, Igel. Yeah, shout out You want to speak on that a little bit? Like, what, what, Yeah. Because I, I love that tape. I love Josh. You know, I love you, Josh. <laughs> but yeah, nah. Speak yeah. on that a little bit. Where, where, where we, what were like? Was it? Where were all three y'all at, at the time? Yeah. You know, what was going on? So, there? man, I love talking about this tape, honestly, because this is, was just such a, a a special time in my life when I made this. Like, and what's funny is I didn't realize at the time how special like that era was for me because I was really like down bad type mm-hmm. shit, and I was really going through it mentally as. I, I pretty much always am, to be honest, man. Hey, bro, we're all human, you know? bro. Yeah. But, like, so, not, not very rarely. Uh, but, no, uh, so we did a show at Igel's old spot. It was uh, Vibes on the Porch, I think is what it was called. It was me, Igel, Ben and Payne, and Rapunzel. Um, and we had, like, a, a little run-through, like, rehearsal-type shit. Um, a few days before the show, and this was like, like, I had worked with Igel previously on, on Borrowed Time, my first EP, um, but I didn't know him super well, so I went to his house to go do this, and I was the only one there for a while, the other, other, uh, Ben and, and Rapunzel were, you know, running late for whatever reason, but, um, you know, I run through my set, Igel runs through his, we're just chilling on his deck, it's a beautiful, sunny day. And he's like, yo, you like spliffs, bro? I'm like, yeah. Like, you, you, trying, you, trying to, you trying to spark up? I'm like, yeah, I'm with it. So we, we start smoking, talking about music, kind of music that we both listen to and, and stuff like that. And we were just like, yo, we listen we listen to the same shit, you know? Like, we're like, and I was just kind of like, this is crazy because nobody I know, especially here in Arcadia, like, listens to, to this stuff like I do. Mm-hmm. And I was, I just kind of, was just like, bro, like, we should, like, make a tape together. Like, we should, like, straight up, we should do it. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm down, I'm down. And, like, literally the week after, um, I hit him up. I'm like, yo, uh, I'm, by the way, I was serious about that tape. Like, if you want to make it, like, I'm, I'm with it, let's run it. And he was like, yeah, man, um, 
do you want to come? Do you want to come through and make something today? So I went over to his crib, and we made hideaway that day. And yeah. from there, we just you know started working with Josh, like the three of us. Josh produced a bunch of the, the tracks on there, obviously, mm-hmm. and um, narrowed it down to six songs. And what came out of it was just like, you know so dope because like I go back and I listen to that tape and I'm just you know it's one of those things where like before I made music I always wanted to like be able to like go back in time and and like recreate a feeling that I had at one point and whenever I listen to that tape that's what it does like I'm right back in Josh's room Mm -hmm. you know making that music we would be there for hours during the day sometimes we wouldn't even be making music we would just be fucking around Mm -hmm. um and, uh, you know, yeah, I'm just so, like, I'm so thankful for that yeah. tape and and what it means to, to both of us. Room for growth is what it is, yeah. you know? Because we were both sort of in a, in a situation where we were, like, we got so much room to grow. And this tape is, like, going to help us grow um, both as, as people and as musicians. So yeah. I'm super, super thankful for that. Um, a lot of good things came from that tape. Yeah, it's uh, beautiful yeah. whenever you kind of like get lightning in a bottle like yeah. that. You know? Yeah, man. It's like, boom, that moment in time. And then yeah. it's like you sealed it. Like you can listen to that moment in time now. Yeah. And not just you can listen to it, as you bring to your fans with you exactly. for that moment in time. And you know what? It's like as much as I love that tape and as proud as I am of it, like it is not my best. And I think that what I'm so stoked on is that is my ability to every time I make something like up what I did before mm-hmm. like that first project I did borrowed time I don't have that up on streaming anymore it's on I was looking for that yeah movie. it's on SoundCloud I'm not stoked on that tape to be honest room for growth I was stoked on and this one letter of intent I'm just like if like the right you know set of ears hears this like that can be really really life-changing for me yeah i really do believe that my new tape is that good no it is bro i believe it too i sat there like i said you got way more deeper on there yeah. it's, it's it's so real bro like yeah. uh, i don't want to be speaking too much i didn't let too much of uh-huh. it go because you know but i'm gonna say this trips i'm gonna say bro. trips around the sun in my yep. baby room bro that's and a banger bro that's what y'all should be looking forward to because that's that's one of my favorite yeah. babies right there so shit, man. So talk. Let's talk about some uh, artists you be listening to. Yeah. So what are some of your influences? So I'll say again, like Earl is a, is probably my biggest influence. MF Doom, obviously by default, because he was a heavy influence on Earl, and also I just think Doom is like the fucking illest rapper ever. On the mic, what say? Yeah. Uh, on the nine glow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bro, I love that shit. Don't yeah. want me. Sorry. Oh, you're good, bro. You're good. Um, fucking, so yeah, Earl, Doom, fucking, um, Larry June. I listen to a lot of him. Uncle Larry. Uncle Larry, you Yes, know. sir. Um, Mavi is uh-huh. another one who's, like, really sick. Um, Mike, Wiki, Navy Blue, uh, Griselda. I, I fuck with okay, uh, okay. Westside Boogie. Uh-huh. Um, hold on, hold on. I heard a little story yesterday in the movie. We kind of just glossed over it real quick, <laughs> but, but kind of saving it for this. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Tell me about your little, your little boogie. Yeah, boogie, man. I, uh, your boogie I, experience. Come on, bro. So I met Westside Boogie at his show at Cornerstone Berkeley, which is like a, uh, it's like a kind of hole in the wall type of spot in Berkeley. It's like right under a, a bar, a, a brewery bar type thing. I'm not really sure, but uh, I met him before the show. He signed my vinyl. We took a flick and I told him, I was like, he, he asked me what I did for a living and I was like, oh, I drive, I drive Amazon. I deliver for Amazon right now, but you know, I, I rap on the side and shit. He was like, oh, for real? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta fucking like. You know, use that shit to get to the next level because that's what I did, and you know, um, it's just part of the process and shit like that. Super like nice yeah. fucking dude, and I was so stoked to meet him because he was like one of my favorite rappers um, for for a while at that point. And anyway, during his show, he's going through his set, and he was like, he singled me out of the crowd, and he was like, "You know that everything's for sale shit." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> he was like, "Come on," and he pulled me up on stage and. Um, I rapped Jid's part on Soho. Okay. Had that place going crazy. I wish I got to do some of my own material. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's but like, cool, you know, bro. I, the, like that was that was so fun, bro. Yeah, like, I got to share the stage with one of my favorite rappers. You know, bro, that's what it's about, bro. And yeah. that's like a, that's got to be a special moment, not just you know being pulled up on stage and rapping somebody else's part, but mm-hmm. you don't got free game from the man. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, for real, because he, he he gave me you know that opportunity to be like tell him where to find you and. That this that and the third. I got a few followers that night, so yeah, you know, um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, shouts out West Side Boogie, man. I hope, <laughs> I, hope I hope we can work together one day. It will, bro. It's there. Yeah. You already claimed it, bro. It sounds already. You have any? Uh, let me see. You have any advice for anybody trying to come up, like start making music type yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> as far as creating, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know. I wouldn't say, like, I'm the most qualified to give advice, just given that, like, I'm still figuring my shit out, you know? I'm still figuring out my sound, how to perfect it. I'm still, you know, trying to, like, learn how to do everything beyond just rapping, like, producing, engineering. I want to do it all, you know? Mm -hmm. So what I would say is, you know, today, where I am is just, you know, don't get discouraged by, like, you know, shit not being instant. Mm-hmm. type shit because it's not it's gonna take time you know it's a it's a process and um you have to trust that process you gotta like you know trust that if you put in a certain amount of time then you know shit's gonna hit you're gonna mm-hmm. find it I still don't think I've found it yet you know but I do trust that process and you know I was I was seeing Larry June talk about talk about this the other day in an interview he did, and he said something like, you gotta be putting in at least, at the very fucking least, 30 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't sound like a lot, you know? Because it's not a lot. That's like the very least. But, do something for your art every day. You know, even if it's fucking shitty. Mm-hmm. Even if it, even if you go in, you make music, and it sucks. You know, just keep going, you know? Just, you gotta be constantly at it. And that's what I've been doing, like, if I'm not making music one day, if I'm not in the studio, I'm writing. Like, I'm always writing. So, like I said, it's all part of that process. You got to trust. So, don't get discouraged. That's my biggest piece of advice I can song give. Song a day, bro. Yeah. Song a day. Shit, verse a day. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I wrote, a, I wrote a verse um, last night that was complete dog shit, you know? But, like, 
I did it, you, you know, I wrote it, it so. You gotta write it, bro, you gotta keep them skills up. Yeah. So shit, I was going through a lot of your catalogs and uh -huh. shit, and I noticed you got a music video out. Yeah. Can you uh, touch on what it was like shooting the video mm -hmm. for Clarity? For Clarity, yeah. Shout out to PMF, bro. Um, mm -hmm. He sort of disappeared off the face of the earth a little bit. He's an evasive uh, dude, but he's a good friend of mine from uh, from high school. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, to be honest, I don't even know if he's, like, making music anymore. If he is, you guys should go, go see if you can fucking find him somewhere. I haven't been able to. <laughs> but um, we, uh, he heard me um, do my verse for Clarity on our drive up to Arcata, actually. Oh, we were yeah. coming up for... Um, the Room for Growth show uh -huh. at The Goat. And um, he was just like, he was like, yo, you should let me fucking get on this. I was like, write something, you know, yeah. let me know. And he wrote it and he fucking spit it for me in the car. And I was like, let's fucking run it. So we get back to the band, we make the song. And then I um, I hit up, um, his name is Chris. I don't, I'm not, I don't think I know his last name. Chris of the uh, Royal West brand. Shouts out to him. Uh -huh. um, I saw another mutual uh, mutual follower of mine had a video done by him. And I, and I asked him, you know, I want to do this video. Um, you know, what are your rates? Yada, yada, yada. Anyways, we get to it. We, we go to San Francisco and we just, you know, shoot ourselves just walking around, you know. Um, Rapping and stuff like that. It was fun, bro. I was fucking nervous to be it was honest. A great quality video. Bro. Yeah, I bro. watched that. I watched that shit a couple times over. Yeah. I'm like, this is done. He's great. honestly like it's song. It's yeah. great. It's shot great. You know. Yeah, super super dope video. I'm stoked on that. I get a little bit of uh, like I cringe a little bit when I watch it. Not for anybody but myself. <laughs> just because like I wasn't. That was my first video. I was nervous. I was like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> like, what do I do with my hands? You close fuck, you know? bro. I think yeah. everybody thinks that about themselves, but you, you, you yeah. good, bro. But I love that video, though, still, you know, for, for just for the simple reason that it's, like, my first music video and, and like, you know, it's, um, like, the start of more more to come, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, like, get more on my visual shit, too. Like, I, I want to start doing that on my own. I was going to ask, you know, yeah. are we uh, going to expect any videos from this new project? Definitely, yeah. I'm working, I'm working on it. I'm, like, um... It's still sort of in the in the brainstorming stage for sure, but like what I what I've been trying to do on a visual side of things is just more like I'm trying to like like beyond just music videos, just posting like content just regularly. Have a presence. Yeah. yeah, just having a presence, presence, having my face in front of people, and yes, so you can definitely expect a whole lot more of that this year. Everybody, sure. leave this face, pull your screen for president. <laughs> just We're gonna get that type of branding for the boy. If you just listen to the audio, I, I need a fucking haircut. <laughs> I need my beard lined up. No, 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 no. So shit, man. Um, where do you feel like? What? How do you feel? Where do you feel most comfortable when you are creating? Like, yeah. What's your comfortable zone? Like, what? What's? What do you have to? I love. You know, there's a balance for me. Like when I'm recording, when I'm creating music. That's what you asked, right? Recording? Yeah. Yeah. Just, or okay. even, you know, even creating, just creating sure. in general. So, creating in general, I would say, like, you know, I think that inspiration has, like, such a fleeting nature, and sometimes it comes, like, you know, a lot at the same time, and it just, like, 
flows out, but sometimes there's times where it's slow, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not coming. You got to really like dig for it. Um, so I think where I'm most comfortable is when shit just comes to me naturally. And, you know, I usually write at home, like, I don't know, like pen to paper mm-hmm. type shit. Like I like actually write. Yeah. I use my notes app when I'm on the go, but I like to actually write and practice just doing that because I feel like it sticks with you longer mm-hmm. when you literally have to, you know, physically write it out. Yeah, and you put it on a page, you can yep. look at it and hold it and read yeah. it. Yeah, so it's, it's fire that way. Um, when it comes to like recording, um, I'm very particular with mm-hmm. like like my recording shit. I don't let just anybody, you know, come through a recording session for me because I've done that in the past and I've just been like, I cannot be vulnerable in front of these people, you mm-hmm. know? And um, I get on fucking record and I talk about some of my most personal battles and shit. And in order to like be able to do that, I need people in there that I know are not going to be fucking weird, you yeah. know? And I'm not saying like, people will be weird about it, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I've got anxiety like crazy, and, um, I like, uh, I like to just, you know, have just only the homies in yeah. while I'm recording and stuff like that. That being said, you know, I don't, like, for example, like, when we were recording with Juice yesterday, shout out to Juice, by the way, he's, like, really doing something important for hip-hop and humble, yes, I gotta say that first and foremost. Big juicy man. Um, yeah, shout out to Juice, man. Juice Box. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for all you uh, artists out there, if you haven't, book Juice at Juicebox Audio for sure. Mm-hmm. I was there yesterday, ill-ass um, studio experience. But like yesterday, for example, like I felt comfortable to record with Juice because he's always shown love type shit, you know? Like he's never been on any kind of like gatekeeping shit, yeah. like as like maybe someone in his position would be because he's got, you know, years of experience doing this. Yeah. Obviously City Hippie, you know, had like... A huge moment out here yeah. um so he's like you know a big like person in, in hip-hop out here type shit but he's always shown love so you know i felt comfortable enough to have him come through obviously you come through my brother the homeboy um brendan came through and uh Igel, yeah. you know because Igel and i ran a couple tracks you know it is they, you know i yeah. feel like recording is a very safe yep. you know it's like very sacred when you yeah. actually in the process of Putting it down, so yeah. as I appreciate you letting course, me in man. there, bro. I love sitting. I, I mean, I love sitting in yeah. and watching. You know, people do the process. You know, it's because like uh, I spoke honestly. My interview, you know, it's like uh, I yeah. talked to Fat. She's told me, you know, like everybody comes with their own weapon. Yeah, you know, you can have a katana, a ninja star, sword. You know, mm-hmm. so I like seeing with that being in my head. You know, I like seeing how people approach. Yeah, know? man. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's, that's just it, you know, it's like, I want to, like, have, if people are going to, like, be there for me to record, like, I actually, like, I like, I'm not saying I don't like having people in, I really love having people in while I record because it's encouraging, you know, especially when it's people who are super, like, close to you and stuff, Yeah. Um, people who, like, I can trust are going to not, it's like a judgment-free zone type shit, if something needs to be said or it's like, I don't know if you should say this here, maybe this would sound better, um, but not in a fucking, you know, like, that shit, that shit's fucking trash yeah, type yeah. way, you know what I mean? Um, and someone who did that really well with me was, uh, was Josh, uh-huh. you know, Josh was like, you know, Josh is just like the nicest guy ever, yeah. you know, and um, he's like one of my best friends, and he was never like, you know, 
it was it was so dope recording with him because he was always you know he always had my best interests at heart and if he wasn't feeling something or he felt like it could be better he told me in like the fucking sickest way and yeah. and you know he's got a real ability to do that you know? yeah for real for real. that's that's what it takes to be a producer yeah you know yeah. what I mean you, you gotta set him down like yeah. this this is gonna work this might not work yeah man he's the one who really got me into making music for real know. you know yeah like, just kicking it or what where you what are you guys up to just yeah like, man we. We were working at um local marketplace in town. <laughs> um, and uh, this was, it was like my first like month out here. So uh-huh. I didn't know anybody yet. And he was working there and it was like my second day, I think, something like that. And he just he came up and sat with me on on, on lunch and I was like kinda like taken aback by it because like I don't know what it is, but people don't just come sit with me. I mean, I, I feel like people don't just come sit with anybody, but this, this like, kid, Josh, he just came and sat with me, and I was like, what's up, dude? <laughs> like, what you want? He was like, hey, I'm Josh. Nice to meet you. I was like, oh, right on, bro. <laughs> um, Sam, that's my name, uh, my real name. So we start chopping it up, and uh, obviously, you know, we both love music, so I got there, and I was just like, yeah, man, um, you know, I've always wanted to, to to rap myself. Like, that's always been an idea of mine. He was like, oh, really? I'm, I'm a producer and engineer. Come to my house. I'll record you. And that's that's how it happened, man. Like, it just, it like, is funny how humble he is. Right. Because right? I said that, you know, when I, when I linked up with him, uh, I'm sitting there telling this kid, I'm like, brother, you're like out of this world. And he's like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, but he's you know, not, that, that, that kid is, is special. something special. He, he's got a heart of gold, too, yeah, man. Like, is. aside from just being, like, one of the dopest musicians, like, I've yeah, ever met. He's definitely got something special yeah. about him, bro. And, you know, whenever y'all link up together, the four is green. Yeah. Uh, I love you, Josh. Yeah. That's like, uh, bro, that's like a duo right yeah. there. You know, Shout out to like, Josh, man. He's on the project. some shit for my parents that they've been like wow this is like really really beautiful mm-hmm. you know and um when I eventually started doing music I didn't tell them about it initially and they found out and they were like why didn't you tell us this is so cool mm-hmm. and um you know shame on me for that a little bit to be honest but like I'm, I'm just like an insecure ass bruh and uh that does go over with my family it's, so. it's, it's hard to put yourself out there right? yeah you rather yeah. be your parents or some random you know what I'm saying it's, yeah. it's hard to put yourself out there I understand that yeah, but I, I like I've sent I sent them um, the title track for Letter of Intent song Letter of Intent with Aizu. I sent them that yesterday, and they uh, they they loved it. Like my mom sent me a, a really sweet message, um, just about like how proud of, of me she is and how 
how cool it was to like hear my 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 writing and stuff because I I feel like I've always been a pretty skilled writer and I think that's why you know hip hop um, is such a good fit for me Mm -hmm. I would say you know so so we're on topic of family right here Mm -hmm. Um, I noticed you like you know you have your main people's around that you really you really be fucking with and you always got your brother around with you like how important is it to you to like keep you know real ones around you at all times like yeah, man, this is, like, a theme, honestly, that I touch on on the tape, too, about just, like, you know, the people you have around you is so important, bro, because, yeah. like, um, at least for me, I'm, like, a big people person, like, I've always loved people, um, I'm also scared of people, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, but when it comes to, like, having my brother around, like, He's, like, my best friend, like, straight up. And I think that there's something, like, to our, like, the history of our relationship as brothers that um, that I'm just, like, so stoked to be, like, where we are now. Because growing up, we did not really get along, like, mm-hmm. at all. We shared, like, a tiny-ass room. One bed here. Yeah, one bed here. It's just all, like, fucking fighting all the time, you know? Frustrated. Yeah. And when he went to Arcata, uh, I went to Santa Rosa, so I didn't see him for, like, two years. And one time, like, I was, you know, going through a rough time, and my mom, uh, I think she just knew this would be good for me somehow. Um, It was, like, right around Christmas, and Vincenzo, my brother, uh, needed to get back to Humboldt. And she was like, why don't you drive him back? and stay the night, and then come back the next day, and I did, and, like, that drive with him, like, we talked, like, really fucking talked, like, for the first time, like, ever, really, and, like, really, like, it was weird, it was, like, getting to know him, dude, and I've known this fucker, I've shared a room with him for, like, 18 years of my life, and I'm just now, like, really getting to know you type shit, because I never really made that effort, because I was, like, a hormonal fucking teenager who was, like, no, I'm I'm self-absorbed, it's all about me, um, and, you know, we really just, like, you know, started to get along and shit. We got a couple of fucking, a couple of long necks and, uh, long neck boys and, uh, you know, just had some homies over, some of his homies over at, uh, what, at the house we used to stay at mm-hmm. that I eventually moved into. And, um, I was like, damn, like, I think I'm gonna move here. And I did, like, because he had, like, one of his roommates move out, and I just moved in with him. And once we moved in together, like, we just, we, I don't think we've had, like, more than five arguments in the last, you know, three, four years. Obviously, you know, there's arguments, there's disagreements, but that dude is, is, like, super important. Yeah, see, and it's nice to have people like that around. And, you know, it's like, one, it's nice to have, like, your homies around that, like, keep you grounded and keep you who you, you know, but this is your brother, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that's something, like, extra special, you feel me? Yeah, like, man, right. You know, to be that, you know, be supportive. Like, I seen him in the studio. Yep. You know, I jumped on some face calls with you, and mm-hmm. he'd be in the back, you know, so yeah. I just think, I, 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 I love seeing that shit, yeah. you know? I love seeing that because it's like, you know... Of course, man. And you know what? I gotta talk about my brother real quick because he's killing it in the tattoo world right now. Like, 
he uh, he started tattooing. Like, oh, so y'all are just as whole. Yeah. Your fan, your mom just producing artists, huh? I guess, she just right? <laughs> artists out like that. Yeah, that's that's my mom, man. Um, yeah, Chenzo is uh, he's killing it, man. He started tattooing on his own like two years ago, and within two years, like he's in a shop full time now, just yeah. doing art for that's a living. True. So, shouts out to my brother. If you're ever in the Bay Area, go get tatted by him. Yes. Yeah, Alameda tattoo. Sheesh. So let's touch on the the name Forest Green. Yep. How'd you how'd you come up with that? Were you yeah. given to you? Was it something you came up with? Is it a little um, mix of both? It's a little mix of both. Uh-huh. I was like really struggling to find a rap name. You know, I, I put out like my first song in like I want to say 2020, maybe 2019, 2020. It was a mixtape of Earl Sweatshirt's Chum. Uh-huh. Or uh. Just an excited remix of Rose Sweatshirt's Chum. And uh, I think I put that out under the name Mantra. Mantra, huh? Yeah. And um, I, I just started just not like that because I didn't really have a fucking reason for it. I just thought it sounded cool. Yeah. And then, you know, I literally made a placeholder name, Sam the Libra, which was inspired by Sage the Gemini, who's from my hometown of Richmond, California. Um... But I'm not an astrology person necessarily. Mm-hmm. No, no hate, but it just wasn't me. Yeah. You know, I am Sam. I am a Libra, but I don't. I didn't want that to be like, yeah. represent me. So I was in this weird spot where I was like, I don't really know what to call myself, and um, I was waiting for something to come to me. I was listening to Navy Blue. Um, and just really vibing with his music and stuff at the time. And then um, I was in the parking lot of um, that same marketplace, which I'm not going to name on here. <laughs> um, I think people can put two and two together. But uh, I was yeah, yeah, I was working at that, or I was in the parking lot there at night, and there was this, there was this chick in the car next to me, like in the passenger side, just drunk as hell. And she rolls down her window, and she's like, hey, you! And I was like, what? <laughs> and she's like, do you know what color your aura is? I was like, no. And she was like, forest green. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then, like, my brother was there, too, as he always is. And he was like, hey, man, that should be a rap name, huh? Like, like it's a joke. And I was like, there it is. My hat. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, number four is, like, my, my lucky number. So, um... You know, just took the four, made a forest stream, and looked at it, and like typed out, and was like, "This is it. I found it." And hey, it stuck. Hell yeah, nah. It's just like that's. Just, I like that, bro. Because it's forest green, bro. Something that just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. It's a cool ass name. Appreciate you know it. Yeah. Yeah. You was out here in Arcata, like a tree. You know. Yeah, man. I'm like, like green is also my favorite color. You know. That's, I was going to say, I heard you say your mom listened to some, like, Irish music, traditional Irish music. You feel yeah. like that has, like, some play on, like, these, the, the, the world clover. clover so, yeah, um, my logo right now is, is a three-leaf clover. Oh, a three-leaf. For now, mm-hmm. because that does have a lot to do with it. This is my, my Irish background and shit. But um, it's green, and I use the three leaves because I want to save that fourth leaf for when I feel like I've earned it. You know, yeah, yeah. and I don't think I've earned it yet. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, we're getting there, man. I really do believe in in what we're doing here. You know? Oh yeah, man. That I'm telling you, that 
I wish y'all could hear the project already, but yeah. it was just when I heard it mixing it down, like, I don't know, bro. I, I, yeah. Some may have some great work in there. I'm bro. dropping. Um, when can we expect the next single? The next thing? drop is going to be in two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm dropping Letter of Intent featuring Ijul on March 3rd, 2023. I'm bringing back my first Friday installments, which is basically first Friday of each month. Okay. Uh, you, get a, you get a song. You get yeah. two songs. And um, I'm going to do that until all those tracks are out and we'll have the tape. The cover art, which my brother is working on, is going to be fucking ill, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so, like, hyped for this, and and I, I'm stoked for people to hear it, too. I'd love to drop all of it tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm also, you know, as I said before, I don't want a whole lot out of this, like, in terms of, like, fame, notoriety, or whatever, but I still want people to hear the music, yeah. you know? So, I figure... You drop a whole project of it's gonna be like fourteen songs I think. Okay. If I were to drop that whole thing, um, odds are not many people are gonna yeah. listen to it all the way through just with attention spans yeah. and whatnot. So with these installments and stuff, what it does is it'll give me the ability, the op- option to remain consistent with my drops, like once a month in small doses, so people you know stream it if they like it, they listen to it again. Um, it allows me to get those fucking, you know, those streams and stuff, and it allows me to reach more people. And then once that once the album comes out, you know, it'll already be all those songs rock will already be out, but there will also be a bunch of people who have never heard any of that material. So it'll just be like this this album with this beautiful cover art that hopefully will have done the numbers enough for people to be like. Okay, you know, people are fucking with this. Let me check it out. Yeah. That's my thought process. I'm like, you know, still, I'm definitely still learning about the marketing side. Like, I'm good with music and stuff, but honestly, like, part of my, like, goal for this year is figuring out a, a team type mm-hmm. of situation, you know? Because yeah. I, uh, I would love to, to have something like that. So, on. are you, uh, like, I mean, this is, like, you know, future, if you're ever thinking about it, like, are you ever thinking of, like, trying to get signed? Are you trying to stay independent um, in the yeah. industry right now? Well, to be honest, man, um, I need to uh, do a little bit more research. Uh-huh. Um, but just based on what I know right now, I would love to remain independent, um, like, for as long as I can. Um I don't ever see myself getting signed to, like, a big label, but not because I don't have the ability or the quality of music. It's just my my niche of music is not something that is, like, you know, adored by the masses. I don't make music for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and I take pride in that. I, I feel like if I were to ever reach, like, a Drake status type of, uh, of fame, I've failed in my goal as an artist. I might be like fucking drowning in, in cash and you know have access to like whatever I want at any time type shit but that is that's not what I want like genuinely it's not what I want I'm not just saying that either like I would love to you know make music full time and like you know do shows and make you know substantial money to the point where I can like you know treat myself and be good and be comfortable and stuff but I also want to be able to fucking do my ritual of going to my local coffee shop and 
getting a coffee every morning without being fucking, you know, yeah. just surrounded by people type shit. Yeah. Obviously, these are like huge goals I'm talking about, but like you gotta shoot for the stars, but you got to man. You gotta shoot for the. You gotta um. You gotta aim for the moon, you know, so that maybe you'll hit a star. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, when it comes to getting signed, like, not really what I'm thinking about right now. I'm thinking about getting myself out there, um, getting people to know who I am, selling merch. That reminds me, actually. I'm going to be doing, like, a merch drop and physical copies with the tape, too. So, um, I'm definitely going to try to be, you know, making some money from this. Because I haven't really made sense off of music yet. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, there's just so much music out there, and that's why like it's like if it's a, the how I think about it is like if you love the shit, you're in the shit. I mean, yeah. what you're gonna do, you know, you're gonna be putting music out. Yeah. You're gonna be putting music out. You right. know, yeah. especially in a market where everything's like there's so many rappers. You know, there's so yeah. many people, but it's like all right, those are still on it. That's been doing it for years. You know, like you could, those are the ones. Yeah, you know? and I would prefer that. I mean, even down to uh, Nat One, like you living out here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, I'm like, that's a goal right there. Really, because he's got, you know, one, he's raising his whole family up. Mm-hmm. His family's growing up in hip-hop. Uh-huh. He makes yeah. music with his kids. Yeah, you know? I've been seeing that. Shout, like, shout, you know, like, shout out to Mac, bro. He's like a like an old-school fucking yeah. graffiti, bro, too. Yeah, bro. This whole yeah. crazy, bro. But, yeah, nah, I just, it, that, to me, I'm like, that's like a, that's definitely a goal, you know? It's like, if you can, like, you know, be in the game as long as him. Yeah. Still have a family, teach your family about the ropes yep. and keep that shit rocking. Hundred percent, man. That's like very much the type of shit that I'm on. You know, like when it comes to him, like it looks like he just fucking loves hip hop. You know, and that's what it's about. Right? That's exactly that's what it's about. You know, money's great, but hip hop is forever. Yeah, you know. Uh, so since you know we was talking on the industry and shit. Yeah. You know, even in, in the independent world, like, what are some of your biggest fears being in this game and mm-hmm. doing this music shit? Um, you know, I don't really fear much about the the fucking music side of things. I think that what does worry me a little bit is just how the industry is and how it operates and stuff. And I would never want to be taken advantage of because I don't know something, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's definitely good to, like, educate yourself and, like I said, have a team of people, like, advisors and shit like that. I'm not in a place where I can have that right now. I'm not in a place where I need it right now. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think that industry people, especially, like, the corporate, you know, fuckers in the suits and ties who don't actually, pro- probably don't even listen to music, um, yeah, those those people fucking scare me. Um, just because they do not see artists as human beings, um, and they don't see art as art. So you know, that goes back to what I was saying about like not really wanting to be signed and just wanting to be independent as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, shit, you gotta be, and then too, when you're independent, all the money goes to you. Yeah. And then once exactly. you start banking it exactly. in, you know, all that shit be going to you. So what was it? Where was your first show at? My first show was the the vibes on the porch show at Ijo's spot. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that was like the first first time. It was the first four screen performance. Okay, 
Yeah. What was the what was the feeling? What was like the feeling that you got like it's like before and after? Like can you remember like, you know, what what you were feeling that time? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like when you're like about to jump on stage, you know, when you got off stage, when you're on stage, you know? Yeah, man. Oddly enough, bro, I wasn't even nervous like that. Which like I was fully expecting to be, but like it was more so a feeling of like, damn, like I've done this in my like imagination so many times and now this is fucking real yeah like i can just i had this like epiphany type of moment right before i did did this show where i was like this person who this like artist this fucking like creative mind that people gravitate towards that i see in myself in my head i can really fucking be that person if i just try Mm -hmm. you know and that's what when i got up on stage like I was just, I wasn't really nervous. I started fucking, like, we were having issues with the uh, with the audio initially, and I started just telling jokes and shit. And um, eventually when my shit got going, I, I just, you know, I was feeling it. I was feeling really good. Natural element. Yeah. Right? Natural element. Yeah, and then from there, like, that group uh, that we had, which was, like, Josh, Igel, uh, Ben and Payne, Rapunzel, uh, weirdo, uh, not Louis. Dead in Paris did a show with us one time. Um, what was the alright? What was how many shows were y'all deep whenever you guys yeah. did the one at the District Seven store? Ah, I think we were maybe like two or three in because we started. Yeah, we started doing shows at Rampart and uh-huh. shit. Um, those were fun too. Like we did a. Uh, oh no, we had to be two shows deep because we did. So we did the vibes on the porch. We did Seb's birthday show at Rampart, and then we did my birthday show at District 7. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was your birthday. birthday. And then we did the Halloween show at Rampart. Which, you killed that shit. Bro, that was such a fun show, man. Do you, do you listen to Fish at all? What's up? Do you listen to Fish at all? I don't listen to Fish. I don't listen to Fish either, but... So, here's the thing. is like, for Halloween, somebody told me that they uh, covered songs. Mm-hmm. And that's like basically like their costume. Yeah. So when you did that, you did that for Mac Low Miller, key, bro. Because I went up there and I was dressed like my costume was Mac Miller from the Diablo video. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I felt fucking so cool up there, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I just like I was like I have this song off of our time called Reflection, and um, I was I was you know that was one of those songs that I wrote that over the Diablo beat. So what happened was. I dressed up as Mac and I said for my set I want to do reflection but just throw um the Diablo instrumental and I'll just mm-hmm. rap over it. Um so when it came on and I went I had my bouquet of flowers like Mac Mac did in the video, I just started doing Diablo because I was feeling it like yeah. you know. Mac is another one of my big like inspirations, especially Faces era Mac. Uh-huh. Like like he just like me for real type shit, yeah. you know? <laughs> like so I got up there and I did uh, Diablo and it was, you know, so fucking sick. People were, people were vibing with it through my bouquet at a girl in the crowd. And, um, and then when the second verse came around, I just did my verse from Reflection. Mm-hmm. So it was like such a dope, like, yeah, uh, bro. I remember seeing that too. Cause like yeah. being from the outside, I'm sorry, I didn't mean cut you. No, it's all good. I just get it excited. Yeah, yeah. I love this hip hop shit. Yeah. So me, you know, nobody really, you know, I, I 
like I said, I moved out here trying to keep all this thing low key. Found yeah. Those little pockets where I'm like, bro, I just I yeah. love this shit, you know. So viewing from the outside, yeah, like that was fucking one of like that was one of the sickest things I've seen, bro. Because you know, yeah, I, I love that song, bro. And my yeah. brother was with me. He loves Mac Miller. Hell yeah. He's out of town. He's up here seeing this shit. He's stoked. I see how stoked he's getting. He's making me get all stoked. And then you fucking turn around and say, all right, let me do some of my shit. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm like, bro, this fool is doing it, bro. Like, oh, this shit is crazy. Man, bro, that's so dope, though. I'm, I'm, like, really stoked to hear that, like, I can have that effect on people. Bro, so, it, I'm telling you, bro. Really, I'm telling you, bro. You can go with it, bro. And <laughs> that shit was one of the smoothest things ever, bro. You, you know, went out there giving and fucking kissing the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, bro, this fool was a, this oh, was so man, man, I was fucked sure. up up there. I'm not going to lie. Hey, bro. How it be? How it be, bro? So, I like, uh, yeah, I'll be looking through the catalogs and yeah. shit, and I see a lot of your covers got soccer players on there. Yeah. You want to touch, you know, can you tell me a little bit yeah. about that? I know you say you play soccer, but yeah. is that just coming from being a fan? or you it's, know, it's, it's, a, it's so, or? there's like, for, there's two with the, the soccer players. Mm-hmm. That's the Clarity cover and the Pulling Weeds cover, and they both have somewhat like cryptic like messages to them, I guess you could say. The uh, the Clarity cover is uh, Ronaldinho and Ronaldo Nazario mm-hmm. of Brazil in two thousand two, and they were just like two of the fucking like they were just two fucking ballers, bro. Like nobody was fucking with them, you know. Like they were mm-hmm. two of the best in the world, two of the best to ever do it to this day, and. I sort of felt like when me and Ro were making that track, we were kind of like bringing out that kind of energy with our chemistry and like, you know, how we were complimenting each other on that track. So that just fit in that way. Uh, not like super deep, but that's where that one came from. And then the Pulling Weeds cover is um, Luis Enrique, Jose Mourinho, and Pep Guardiola when they were all at, at uh, Barcelona as, as players and Mourinho was a coach. And... That song is all about, um, is all about, like, sort of growing, growing out of people, if that makes sense. Like, you know how, like, you have people who have been in your life and you just get to a point where you're like, I don't think that, like, I'm in a place where I can be, like, homies with this person as I once was type shit. Yeah. Because they, I, I don't think they, like, I know that Pep and, and Jose have, have had a little bit of a beef. You know, when they used to be teammates and um that that picture is just so tough too. And I and I thought that would be a cool cover and the uh the picture itself like kinda complements the um the the theme of the song as mm-hmm. well. I um I also just think having those things as like covers for my singles, um is just a cool little like window into me as a person, you know, because that's the kind of stuff I love. So yeah. That's why I did it. Yeah, kind of, you know, I just, then it makes you like, like look at it a couple of times. And then when you listen to the song, you yeah. look at it. And yeah. Because that's what I, you know, I didn't know you was into soccer like that. Mm-hmm. So when I first, yeah. when I'm looking at it, I'm just like, oh, I'm like listening to the song and it just makes me look at it. You know, yeah. let me play that back one more time again. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's good to be like, it's good to be different. Um, but like, it's great to be different and like be like yourself. And I feel like with like the, the soccer stuff, um, like, um, that's just, like, so me type shit, because that's, like, I call it my first love, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, 
I just like to uh, to really show people who I am. I actually have a solid up letter intent about um, growing up playing soccer. That's so, uh, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That I, I wanted to say that, bro, but you know, it's good, like, bro. You can speak on it. I mean, like, all I care about is like, you know, you can speak on shit because we're not actually. So yeah, when music. I'm listening to that song, bro, I, that's exactly what I, you know, then I start picking up. Oh, he's in the so- you know, he yeah. did all the soccer things. So then I'm like, listening. I'm like, bro, it's full. It don't, he's not saying it, but you know exactly what he's doing. Right, the, yeah. The picture's painted, yeah. you know? Yes, I got to come up with a good fucking cover for that, bro. That's that's a challenging one. But, um, yeah, that track is dope. It's just like, you know, me just, you know, being like, this is painting on itself, yeah. bro. It's, yeah. it's, it's a picture. Bro. Yeah, that's what I love. And these are the doors that's open for me as an individual. And, you know, I'm applying those same, like, principles I learned playing that game to this music shit. So, so yeah, you know, so obviously, you know, that big soccer, you know, that was big thing in your life that helped you influence you and, you know, the way you move in yeah. life. But can we talk about uh, some people who influenced you growing up? Yeah. If you don't mind talking about that. Of course. You know. Like, uh, growing up, well, I mean, my dad, for sure, is the biggest one. Like, I, I just, like, growing up, I, I would just copy my dad a lot of the time with, like, his mannerisms and, and, like, stuff like that. He put me on to, like, some shit that most kids are not, like, into from a young age. Like, I'm talking about, like, as far as music goes, like, Bob Dylan, John Coltrane, um, Miles Davis, mm-hmm. um, and then also just, like, literature and shit. Like, my dad is, like, he loves to read, and he, and he like, knows, like, the English language so fucking, like, well. Like, there's probably not a word my dad doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And, um, pop sound like a color motherfucker. Yeah, bro. <laughs> he, um, so he put me on a lot of that shit. I was reading Shakespeare when I was in like third grade. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, just from that, I think is where like my ability to write comes from and stuff. My love for words, like words are dope, bro. Like if you know, like good words, like you can sound like such a, like, like a cold ass, like fool, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. If you know the right words to say, you execute them well. That's one of the things I love about Earl Sweatshirt so much is his vocabulary is so like deep. You know? Yeah. Uh, so my dad, for sure, um, is probably my biggest influence growing up. Um, my mom as well, just in a different way because you know um, I think I just took more from my dad because we're both men. Um, but um, my mom's like. Um, I guess hospitality and shit like that is something that I've always um like tried to tried to follow after because like my mom is like the nicest lady ever and I've told her sometimes um about like oh I have this friend who's going through so and so and they're really worried and they feel like they can't talk to like an adult about it like back in high school and shit and she was always like they can come talk to me mm-hmm. and like that spirit that my mom has is, is like something that I've always tried to like, um, you know, take from her. So, mm-hmm. that's yeah, beautiful, bro. that's beautiful. And you want to, uh, you know, speak on some of like, the advice you kept mm-hmm. with you along this journey, you, you know, this hip hop shit that you've been going on. Is there yeah. some advice you've like kept around from, you know, from whoever, you know? Right. Well, my dad had a mantra he used to say to me that's a Latin mantra. Just uh, illegitimate non-carborundum, which just means 
don't let the bastards get you down. <laughs> and it was, it's super simple, but he used to say it to me all the time because I would get bullied in school and shit. Like, not, not usually, like, physically, but, like, kids were just fucking me, and I was always a target. Um, and I've taken that with me. Like, I've, like, obviously, you know, now that I'm, like, an adult and shit, shit doesn't bother me like it did when I was, when I was a kid. But, um, you know, just keeping that with me and, like, just don't let these, like, fuck, fuck, fuckers who don't matter, like, yeah, don't let, don't let them bother you type shit. <laughs> and that's super important when it comes to music, bro, yes, because, sir. like, like, I haven't seen, like, a crazy amount of hate coming my way, but I've seen, I've seen little, like, like, I've peeped some shit. Like, I've seen some, some, like, subliminal, you know, whatevers and, like, people, like, tearing my stickers off of uh, shit out in public and stuff like that, which is, is to be expected, but also, you know what, like, it just goes back to what I say, yeah. what my dad would tell me, like, fucking who cares, you yeah, know, cares. fuck them, fuck yeah. shit, so. It's at the end of the day, you're still going to be creating something. Yeah, exactly. You're like, still going to be hating. You're still going to be hating, you know, like, a lot of the people who, who, like, hate on musicians at any level, really, who have never, like, made music, I'm always just like... Okay, you do it then. Like you do, so, you <laughs> yeah. do something better. Like, let me see you get down, bro. Time. I went to see uh, Blood Orange live one time. Uh-huh. He was opening for Tyler the Creator. He did not see Blood Orange. Bro. Yeah, bro. He opened for Tyler at um, uh-huh. Bill Graham in San Francisco. That's I love He's fucking dope, bro. But I was so mad because some idiot in the in the front row threw some shit at at, at him and his band while they were like performing. He was That's like, fun. "I'll tell you what, I'll forgive you." If you can come up on the stage and play every single one of these instruments, yeah, and I'm just like literally like yeah, get in there, bro. Like, fuck you, bro. Well, shit, I got a couple more questions. Yeah, right yeah, shit. Um, damn. So we 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 getting it all in. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, so we got this and that. Shit, man. Uh, what are some of your favorite songs that you've made? Letter of Intent. And that's the, it's, that's the that's one. That's the one. I yeah, that's the one. And I'm talking about like um, yeah. From well, Letter of Intent isn't out yet, but Five Hour Drive is one of my favorites for sure. Um, Hideaway off of Rooker Bro. <laughs> Shit, man! I just want to ask a couple of things real quick. Uh, getting pressed on time right now. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite era of hip hop? Um. The golden era of uh, West Coast hip hop is something that I, I wish I was alive for. Oh, what are you talking about? about like NWA, Dr. Dre, Chronic, okay, okay. 2001 type shit. See, Tupac, all eyes on me. OG shit. Oh yeah, bro, that was like just so special. Um, Tupac as well is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Tupac's great. Um, DJ Quick, bro. Yeah. I think DJ Quick's one of my favorite. Oh, dude, he's so ill, man. And he's like, yeah. I, growing up, I always thought DJ Quick was just a, a rapper. Yeah. And then, like, finding out this fool, like, produces all this yeah, shit. Man. Like, he's a fucking bro. You know what's crazy is that at the start of um, Dre's career, mm-hmm. it was the same thing, you know? Yeah. Everyone was like, you know, you're, you're just a producer and shit like yeah. that. But Dr. Dre, like, I think he is a producer, first and foremost, but he's, like, ill on the mic, too, you know? Yeah. And... He really did like create that entire fucking sound, that yeah. entire West Coast like fucking and, low riding type yeah, shit. Yeah, you know? it's a way, bro. And honestly, growing up like in the San Francisco from Fresno yeah. area, five five nine to be mm-hmm. exact. Um, like yeah, that's a, 
everybody was playing either that or the Bay Area music. Yeah. So like my my family, they grew up with the Dr. Dre's and the Tupac. Mm -hmm. So that's all I was around. Yeah. Was like Easy E, yep. DJ Quick and Corrupt. You yeah. know, like, and it's weird because like. I'm like, yeah, like it don't seem like it's like old school to me because like I was just listening right. to my brothers and sisters right. play. So like when people are like, oh man, this is like some old school shit. I'm yeah, like, it I guess it, it, I guess it, it is. is right? Right? Yeah. But like also like, another era I want to talk about is um is like the 2000 like the well like 1999 through like 2005 like MF Doom Mad Lib Stone Throw Records Stone Throw yeah that shit was so dope like. That that and that's where a lot of I feel like my influences like got their influence from, uh -huh. you know. So that's that's a that was a dope. Fancy clowns always. That shit was so hard. Bro. <laughs> he's literally <laughs> he's on there talking about fucking himself up for fucking his girl. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like he fucked his own girl and now he's mad. Type shit. That was crazy. Yeah. That police something. Yeah, I was Victor or, or Doom fucked uh, Victor Bond's girl. And then what was yeah. It's, yeah. It's dude is just. I, I remember watching, you ever watch the documentary on that? The Stone Stone documentary? You know what, bro? I think I have, but I don't remember. Like, it's just when he's, you know, they're talking, it's a... Uh, Where's it at? I gotta watch that. And everything's talking about, you know, they're asking him, oh, what's it like, you know, working with, with Madlib? And yeah. Like, to be honest, he's like, a lot of chocolate mushrooms. <laughs> it's like, that's all they said. It's like, a lot of chocolate <laughs> mushrooms. And then, like, the way that, you know, like, they just... Click so so well yeah. together. You think that they're in the studio all the time, but how it was, you know, Madly fucking mix songs or fucking drop it off to Doom and Doom just fucking killed it. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like that's just, they're just working. You know, that's what he said. They're just man, Madly is, is an amazing character too, bro. Awesome. Yo, we were listening to that on the way up here actually. That um, Adventures of Quasimodo. So whenever uh, Mac Miller was doing like the. Delusional, yeah, the delusional Thomas. Yeah. Thomas, they, yeah. Yeah, delusional Thomas. Like right away, I was just like, this flow is Quasimodo. You know, busting the Quasimodo yeah. shit. You know. So what's some? What are some albums you listening to right now? I've been listening to a lot of uh, West Side Gun. Mm -hmm. uh, like I've been on his uh, Fly God album a lot. Um, Larry Jones, Spaceships on the Blade, mm -hmm. Bobby laughing so hard it hurts. Uh, Wiki Half God, um, and I've been I've been bumping the new SZA a lot too. I haven't got around to the SZA yet. I just, it's dope, man. I just like the thing is with that one is like that's a different type of in your feelings, especially if you've ever been like a shitty dude to a mm -hmm. girl before. Mm -hmm. Like I have, like I, I'm listening to this and I feel like I'm being called out. <laughs> that shit, and I'm like. You know, I, I heard nothing but great things about it. I just haven't got it. You know, I'm not in that mind frame yet. So it's like, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, like when I'm in that mind frame. I think her first uh, was was like her best. And I don't know if she'll ever top it, but like, yeah. like that's all right. You know, yeah. this album's cool too. Also, um, I want to talk about that that fucking <laughs> well, my hot girl shit right now, bro. The, 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 the Pink Panther ass Ice Spice song, bro. That uh, shit is hard, bro. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Ice Spice. Oh, I'm man. Gonna say bro, that. She's the GOAT. Ice Spice is is the new fucking Lauren Hill. Man. I don't know about that, though. <laughs> I was just, I'm just you can't go disrespect me like that. I was just listening to Lauren Hill before you got here, bro. Just you know? <laughs> no, but I do have a big ass crush on Ice Spice. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Ice Spice. Ice Spice is better than Tupac, bro. Oh, bro, you know, hundred <laughs> percent. 
services and soundcloud pretty easily it's just number four esc space green no capitals um yeah man we uh we're dropping a lot of music this year and um i'm really hyped for people to hear it and hopefully start to see me in a different light um than they have already i'm like determined to prove myself this year so uh, don't get left behind, you know? That's all I gotta say. Hey, 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 that's what I'm talking about. I appreciate you, bro. They so, told me they wanted me to do this, and they're like, can we get a, you know, can you, you know about Porsche? I'm like, bro, I would love to do that. Yeah. I love that shit. Let's go. I'm hyped, bro. I'm hyped to, to be here. Thank uh, you. Yeah, bro. Nah, nah, bro. Well deserved spot, man. That's it, y'all. This is the Hip Hop Humble Podcast. Thank y'all for listening. We'll catch y'all next time. Shit. We out.